and we are back with another edition of the Brother and Sister Rewatch Podcast. I'm Kevin, here alongside my sister, Amer Bear. What's up, everybody? And this week, as we go through the office, uh, we are doing Season 7, Episodes 13 and 14, Ultimatum, and what's the second one? Uh, <laughs> I should know off the top of my head. The Seminar! The Seminar, that's right. Okay, and, but th- I don't know why I forgot it, because I actually enjoyed both these episodes. Yeah, same. These were solid. Yep. Um, and there's a lot to talk about, but there before is. we get started... I want to tell you guys about a podcast that dropped last Friday on the North South Podcast, uh, North South Connection Podcast feed. <laughs> it's called Rank and File, and on the debut of it, uh, Jordan, Aaron, and Eric voted from a bracket of 32 on what is the best op- Office episode ever. Now, as the aficionados of the Office, yes. in the current podcasting climate, because fuck the Office ladies, <laughs> uh, want to put these guys over. Listen to the show. Go out, listen to it. Because, I mean, as fans of the show, if you're listening to us, you're going to want to listen to that. And you know how we like to rank our the episodes, guys? How Kevin gave, like, three fives in a row or some shit last season? That's basically what these guys are doing. We're going head-to-head with our favorite episodes. I'm assuming that they are going to put Dinner Party a much higher than Woo-hoo! I would have put it. I feel like it's going to be there. It's going to be at the top with, like, f- Stress Relief deserved it. Or actually, what was the one with the... Uh... Yeah, stress relief when when Stanley had his heart attack. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was the big the one. Fire drill. Yeah, that one. And as you know, I think that uh, stress stress level, uh, fucking threat, threat level, level midnight. midnight. I think threat level midnight will have a dog in That's the hunt. Up there, man. I'm trying to think of early episodes. Oh, uh, the second episode ever. Uh, the fucking diversity. Oh, day. Di- yeah. Diversity day. I'll have a dog in that fight. But seriously, uh, that just dropped Friday, so you can go to the North South Connection podcast feed and listen to Rank and File. Uh, it just came out Friday. It's gonna and be a good time, guys. Yeah, listen to it, and uh, yeah, then come Let back us and know listen what to your us. Thoughts are. Yeah, tell them. Go, get in touch with them. And get in touch with us. <laughs> so now we're gonna start this week's episode. Uh, do you want to catch everybody up on what we talked about last week? Sure, guys. So since Classic Christmas Part One and Two were originally aired as one episode, I'm not gonna break them up. So essentially, um, Michael finds out that Holly Flax is coming back because Toby is going to be on the jury for the Scranton Strangler case. Sweet. So he decides to cancel their current Christmas party, which has absolutely zero drama or problems <laughs> with it. Yep. Even Stanley's happy so that he can throw one and he's going to pay for it at a later time. Meanwhile, Jim and Dwight get into, of course, a little spat and... Dwight challenges Jim to a snowball To be fight. fair, Jim started this one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He threw an ice ball yeah. at uh, and he Dwight's was, face. And he was bested by Dwight, which was actually awesome. Yo, he really was. But that's, like, one of the things that made these episodes, like, fucking amazing. Yeah, they were really good. So, basically, Michael throws uh, an over-the-top classy, classy Christmas. Christmas party where he's dressed as Hugh Hefner as Santa with a Tanga <laughs> hat with, yeah. the, like, the claws ball at the at the back of it. I just imagine it's like if uh, Rod Serling from the Twilight Zone was Santa. Welcome to Christmas here. We're going to have a cool click Christmas where we smoke cigarettes. Oh like, my god. That's what it's like. He has um, a bass player. Yeah. He has one <laughs> single bass player for the day because it's cheaper than a quartet for a uh, what, half jazz hour music. Or Yeah, half hour jazz music. Um, so, I mean, a lot of stuff happens. We meet the senator as Angela's boyfriend. Oscar says he's gay, just, like, drops that bomb. <laughs> yeah. We see him check out Ryan's ass, and mm-hmm. Oscar, like, gives the camera, like, a knowing look. Yeah, like, like hey, mm, I told you, I told gaydar you. Gaydar is on point. <laughs> um, Dwight literally 
emotionally, mentally, and physically tortures Jim for the entirety of the day. It's glorious. Um, pretending to have a wig on to be Pam. <laughs> yeah. Um, building snowball snowmen outside to terrorize them on their way out of the out of the door. He like, becomes a Batman villain where he, he is really just does. taking every chance he gets to fuck with Jim. It's he great. really does. It's absolutely amazing. Oh, and um, Holly decides she's going to give AJ an ultimatum. Yeah. Uh, to propose to her by New Year's or they're done. Mm-hmm. Um, That's where we live oh, on. and Daryl had his oh Daryl's daughter, Christmas. yeah, and she had a good time Definitely. just giving uh, out vending machines, <laughs> yeah, the the hers uh, potato chips oh, yeah. and apple pies to everybody in the office. And that brings us up to speed to Season 7, Episode 13, Ultimatum. So, let's try and do this. Alright, guys. (laughs) So, uh, we have our cold open where we see Jim walk into the office. And there's a meeting where Dwight is in front of a bunch of people with another dude. Did you notice Nate was there? Nate's there, yeah. Peak Nate? When you first see it, it pops up. You think it's like... A reenactment of Whip It by Devo yes! with the, the black they have, like, suits. like the red winter yeah. hats and, like, that are like rolled up. And black sweatsuits. Yes. Yes. Um, but it's a meeting of the Knights of the Night. And I love on the back of their t shirts it says, We are unarmed. Yes. <laughs> um, so anyway, Dwight immediately thinks that Jim is there to fuck with him. To make fun of him. Yeah. For and his he's group. like, Yeah, our name is Knights of the Night. And he compares himself to the Guardian Angels, which I'm not... Is that like a biker game? No, no, no. The Guardian oh, Angels... Oh, I'm an idiot. Yeah. I just watched this um, on a Netflix documentary. Guardian Angels were in the 1980s? They're still around, I think, actually. But, but yeah, they started City in New York City crime. in the 80s when crime was crazy. Yeah. And like they were like citizens. gunned down people on the subway. No, they didn't. Oh, Bernie Getz, yeah. Yeah. Billy Joel. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah, they would walk and patrol the streets as like citizens. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, so that's basically what they are. Is a yeah. even like down to the dress because the, the Guardian Angels had the red berets, yeah. and these guys have like red winter hats. Yeah. yeah. So um, basically, Dwight is the secretary of this group, and he's just, like he's already just baiting Jim. Jim's like just here for my BlackBerry, man. Not, <laughs> just not looking for to my phone. Like, yeah. I'm not here to fuck with you. And Dwight's like, oh, are you going to make fun of our leader's voice? <laughs> yeah, he makes fun of it. Dwight's doing all of Jim's work for him because exactly. he's so self-conscious. It's amazing. But then he reads off the notes and he's like, uh, we glued reflective tape to our vest and the rest is just boilerplate. Which I love that the leader's like, no, some people weren't here. Read the rest. <laughs> yeah, read the and minutes. he's like, uh... Knights of the Night stayed outside and played flashlight tag. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, why would you need to read that off? <laughs> and I love Nate's like, that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> He's just sitting there hanging And they out. all whip out their flashlights, like, shooting at each other. Such nerds. Oh, it was amazing. So now we open up, and um, Michael is basically... He's saying that January 3rd... I forget the year, 2012 12, or 13 11, or whatever... 11. Um, he said, Holly Flax is engaged to AJ. Holly Partridge Flax. Yeah, Partridge Flax. I didn't understand okay. that. Now, this is, this I had no care for because I swear to God, we've seen this before. Where somebody videos Michael sending a letter to himself in the future. Or yeah, video we to absolutely himself. have. This is like the fourth time I recall. Although the one time it was to his future son. Okay. But I feel like we've seen this before. <laughs> Where he's just done this. But this time we have Aaron, yeah. who's helping him sort items, like different things, into a happy box or a sad box. Depending they, on what Holly chooses. Yeah, yeah. if Holly is engaged or not. Yeah. Like, two bottles of scotch go into the sad, but the champagne bottle goes into the happy. <laughs> and the sponge goes into the sad to wipe <laughs> so away his tears. tears. <laughs> but, um, so basically he's like, I'm either going to be really happy or really sad. Um, 
So then we go out to the office, and Pam explains to everybody, like, hey, um, we're going to have a resolution board. New like, Year's. Happy New Year. And just write down your resolution board, and we're going to put it up here. And she shows this board. It has everybody's name on it. Dwight immediately insults her, like, did your baby decorate that? <laughs> yeah. I love Angela. She's like, the glitter is blinding. It's too much. <laughs> Fucking glitter. And, um... Pam explains that she met the office admin from Vance Refrigeration. She has this huge, like, billboard of inspirational, fun things. She's actually someone who, like, goes above and beyond. Yeah, yeah. like, tries to make the work environment not toxic. Yeah. Kudos to you. <laughs> and Phyllis is in a uh, talking head, and she goes, yeah, I think her name is Marie. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I've met Marie. She's not that great. You know, her husband's in a wheelchair, right? <laughs> That's a weird thing. <laughs> what the fuck? Phyllis is so hateful. She really is. So then we get a talking head of Erin, and she's like, you know, I'm really happy because at the end of the day, Michael's either going to be really, really happy, and he's going to be with Holly, or he's going to avoid the biggest mistake of his life. Erin, big like, brownie points. savage Erin is awesome. Big and brownie like, points. Seriously, I'm loving it. So now um, Holly arrives, and Michael goes like high fiver or something, yeah. and she's wearing mittens. Yeah. And everybody, like, comes out and they're like, God damn it, she's wearing mittens. Yeah. Like, what What? What happened? What, what happened with the ultimatum? <laughs> they literally follow Half her. Half of the office follows her to the annex. Yeah. yeah. Pam just walks in and does a Yui <laughs> yeah. when she's like, oh, like, she goes to take off her mittens. And Kelly's like, congratulations. <laughs> and Holly does this thing. I think it's popular with um, wedding couple, like, people uh. who are getting married. To show off their ring fingers because it looks like you're um, flipping them off. Flipping them off, like Kid Rock or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is like the Kid Rock version of flipping somebody <laughs> off. But um, she goes, "Oh, you heard about the ultimatum?" And then she does that. She yeah. flips up her ring finger, and Kevin says, "Right back at you, bitch!" <laughs> and awesome. flips her off. That's awesome. <laughs> so now Michael sees that there's no ring, runs into his office, and he's just like, "Happy, happy, happy." Play it starts playing Kelly Clarkson. My we life belong would, together. No, my life would suck without you. Wow. Yeah, huh. that's the yeah. That's the title. My of it. life, my life would suck. Oh, it's so great. You're right. You're right. And um, in one of my favorite celebratory memes that I send out mm-hmm. pretty frequently, Michael then gives uh, Aaron a champagne shower. Yeah, he's it's the only way to explain it. Poses her down with it, and she's just jumping up and down, fucking loving They're it. They're all excited. All right, so. Pam is collecting everybody's resolutions, and um, Andy Andy's is to learn to cook for one. <laughs> he loves to cook, but he always throws out half of it. Did, so. you, did you ever hear about that book on eBay, Microwave Dinners for One? No. It's, a, it's from like the 70s or 80s, I guess. Wow. Yeah, there's a whole book out there, Microwave Dinners for One. It's the saddest. Is it like the hot dog and jello triple oh, I, thing? I'm not exactly sure. I'll have to find it and look, look through it, but like... I imagine that's what you do if you're like Michael and keep a gun in your desk someday. Oh my god. <laughs> and if I ever start acting like Gabe, why don't you shoot me in the scrotum? As many times as you can. Um, so anyway, um, he's collecting all, she's collecting all these different ones and she's like, my goal is to drink less caffeine. And Dwight just like straight up refuses to do it. Mm. And then... Um, Angela. Angela goes up and she says that she wants to... Make more time for romance with my boyfriend, the senator. In parentheses. It's all yeah. on the card. And Oscar, I don't get what Oscar's like. He's not a real senator. What is his axe to grind here? Because he. Oh, you said the senator. Because you the state senator. Angela's like riding her high horse like she's actually dating a mover and shaker. Yeah. When like he's a state senator. Like 
they get paid maybe eighty grand a year, and he like good money. She goes to a ribbon cutting at a grocery yeah. center for like <laughs> two photographers from a newspaper and screen. Angela them. over here, Angela over. This here. would be like. Seriously, think about it. you're dating a state senator in Scranton, and she's like walking around like, "Oh, the senator," and the like comptroller's wife. Yeah, like she's fucking Jackie Kennedy or yeah, something, that's you know. True. So Oscar's just like being bitchy about. He that. takes her down a notch every every time. time. Oh, the state senator. The state senator, gotcha. <laughs> um, but then that's when D- um Dwight realizes like, oh, it's that easy. I think Daryl's is to like read more, and he's like, oh, well, that's just something I want to do. Mm-hmm. And he writes his resolution is to meet a loose woman. <laughs> and Andy goes, I'm going to change mine to that. And that's when Daryl's like, oh, uh, you should go to the bookstore. <laughs> Daryl's just scheming because yeah. his resolution is, again, to read more. Mm-hmm. So if he gets somebody to drive him to the bookstore on lunch, he can eat his PB&J in the car. <laughs> Machiavellian, man. Right? Genius. <laughs> so um, that's sneaky, sneaky, Daryl. So anyway... Um, Let's see. Mike and Holly do the E.T. impression for five fucking minutes and oh, it annoyed yeah. the piss out of me. Over a phone and then he realizes like... AJ she, calls and she answers. And yeah, then, she says, I love you. Yeah, and Michael gets all sad at E.T. Yeah. His finger goes I down like a boner. <laughs> so now he goes out and he asks Pam. Uh, well, the about, funny thing about the E.T. thing is like they're doing it for like five minutes and you just hear Kelly's voice over the divider. Oh, oh my God, stop! Like, <laughs> Stop it, please! He's fucking done Which with is it. probably what I would do, honestly. Oh. Just like, shut the hell up! 100%. So now, uh, he's asking Pam about when she broke up with Roy, if she still loved him. And she's <laughs> like, I'm not talking about this. Did do you, you t- love him still? Did you tell him you loved him? <laughs> <laughs> do you still love him? Yeah. No, Michael, no. <laughs> um, so let's see. Phyllis offers to talk oh, to Holly. Yes, sorry. And then, and then Michael said, you know, balance it out, take Aaron with you. <laughs> I love how he's like, you think she'd talk to you? And Phyllis <laughs> like, yeah. And she goes... Yeah, you're right. She's really nice. She'll talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah, like, like, what the fuck, Like, Michael? Phyllis is the bag lady or something. Right? So now we're at the bookstore, and uh, all of the guys take different sections, and Daryl calls out the 60-some-year-old woman <laughs> behind the counter. The, the grandmotherly yeah. woman. Yeah. Which makes uh, both Dwight and Andy, like, yeah. recoil they give They give him a space for that. Yeah. So then he goes over, and she's trying to sell him, like, a Kindle, yeah. essentially. And at first, he's very like, Daryl's oh, I'll work, I'll work at a paper company. That won't be good. And he's like, I heard they, those things can hold like 10 books on. She goes, try 10,000. He goes, go ahead. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is so great. He's cursing. And he's like, can I see that? And he's like, it's so light, like a croissant. <laughs> it's always about food with Daryl. <laughs> I love it. So now uh, we're back at the office. And Michael is now drilling into everybody that uh, we're in a conference room meeting. Oh no 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 no! The, the uh, lunch with Aaron and Phyllis actually. First. Oh, I'm an There's idiot. There's a few things. Sorry, yeah, guys. no 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 problem. Um, so they have the lunch with like Phyllis and Aaron. She's like, just follow my lead, and of yeah. course, Aaron's a fucking moron. She's a puppy dog. She's a fucking moron. Oh, I like Aaron. So Phyllis is like, oh, can we sit? Blah, blah, blah. And she starts, like, Holly's like, oh, what'd you guys do over your breaks? Apparently Phyllis went to Portugal for, like, four days. Vance is making it rain. Yo, who goes to Portugal for, like, four days? I Think would. about it. They had Christmas. Like, not well, every I don't office know. is closed Maybe from Christmas to New Year's. She did call it a break, though. Maybe it was. I guess. Maybe they get an extended one I, at Sabre. No, I want to work for Sabre. <laughs> Holy shit. Sweet deal. Um. So anyway... Um, Aaron's like, I went to Portugal. She's literally just repeating everything yeah, just she fucking says. Mirroring like, everything that Phyllis says. That's not following your lead, Aaron. <laughs> She's stupid, though. She's so but stupid. But in a nice way, not, a, yeah. not an Andy way. Yeah. <laughs> so, Holly is, ba- like, Phyllis 
basically prize about the ultimatum. Yeah. And Holly's like, no, you know, it wasn't right of me to give him an ultimatum. Like, she's being rational. Yeah, logical person. And Phyllis is like, didn't you break up with him at all to make him get you a gift or something? <laughs> That's how Phyllis is And she's like, no. And so she kind of, like, gives Michael a signal. And yeah. he goes back to his office. And he's... Sad Mike again. Very sad Mike again. Then what happens, dude? Um, Dwight, Andy, and Dwight, or Dwight, Andy, and Daryl. Oh, they leave the bookstore. They they leave the bookstore, Mm -hmm. and and Dwight wants to see what Daryl has in his bag, and Daryl doesn't want him to see the Kindle. He's like, nasty grandma pornography. (laughs) Like, gilfs and shit. Which totally fits in with the the cutie behind the counter is mine. He sold it. He had a long-term plan. Yeah, he did. But uh, then they pull up to a strip club. Called Temptation. Yeah. Is there? No, no, no. There's a G Club 10, Diamond Club... Whatever the hell Super Dad's in Used to be Super Dad's, yeah. I don't know what that's called club anymore. Cheetah or something. Yeah. But, but yeah, uh, they, they pull up to a strip club, and that's when, like, Daryl's like, no, man, we're not doing this. It's Monday at noon, the daytime <laughs> shift. You can't unsee that shit. <laughs> and, like, of course, Dwight's just like, but I've never been to one. He's yeah. just like, you don't want to do this. You don't want to do it, man. So, it's not good. And then in the strangest placement of business I've ever seen, <laughs> across the street there's a roller skating yeah. rink. And Andy's like, yo, there might be some moms with their kids, you know? Uh-huh. We could pick up some MILFs. Daryl likes the GILFs. Andy's after the MILFs. That's where we're at in this one. You know what? It works. And that's when Daryl just goes, we're going skating. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so then we go back to the office to the conference room meeting, where Michael is now making it a point to shit on everybody on J- January 3rd, yeah. who has not already followed through with the resolutions. <laughs> and um, So bitchy. Dude, he's such a bitch. My favorite, my favorite is uh, in the beginning of this meeting. Uh, Pam asks Aaron if she what she's done, and she goes, "I wanted to make a, I wanted to learn uh, a new word every day. My day has been immensely." Yeah. Like and Pam's just like, "Oh, well, Saber gave us this little gift here," and she throws a fucking frisbee, and Gabe just leans over and goes, "Interception!" and he drops it. It's like on the floor. <laughs> he looks like such a dick. Yep. He's trying to be cute. Yeah, but, was, but he's like a human stick bug. Yeah, uh, he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> but um, so Michael is like calling people out, like Kevin, what was yours? And he goes to eat more vegetables. <laughs> and he goes, "Have you done it yet?" And he's like, "Well, no." So then Michael makes um Aaron mm. run to the kitchen and get all the vegetables you can find. Well, she comes back with a bowl with like a cabbage. <laughs> Uh, broccoli. It's an uncooked stem of broccoli. Yeah. Which is very odd. Like, I don't know who's steaming broccoli in the kitchen at Dunder Mifflin. Not in a microwavable, like, steam. No, it's literally just produce in a bag. Yeah, Yeah, it's a stock of broccoli. So now Michael gives it to Kevin to eat, and he starts eating it stem first, (laughs) and Kelly's like, Kelly and Ryan are like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why would you eat it stem first? And Kevin... This is a new food for me. How else should I eat it? Yeah, he has no idea what broccoli... <laughs> broccoli flummoxes Kevin Malone, and it's fucking precious. He's just eating it backwards. But he's like, can I have some cheese Whiz or some hollandaise yeah, sauce? He knows what he wants. And, and Michael like starts yelling at him. He's like, no, you can't have any cheese Whiz. You can't have any hollandaise sauce. No chocolate sauce. He's like, oh. whoa, whoa, whoa. Who asked for chocolate sauce? And he like literally takes this broccoli and like shoves it in he's Kevin's mouth. He's force-feeding him, yeah. Yeah. And Kevin's, like, spinning. Well, my favorite part is, at that point, that's when you hear Kelly go, Michael, stop! You're killing him! 
And Kevin's just like, nom, he's un- under distress. And he's like, eating. I'm done, I'm done. And Michael goes, let me see your mouth. Under the tongue. Yep. And he goes, bah! He was hiding all the broccoli under his tongue. <laughs> and then he just spits it. Oh, yeah. And Angela's like, oh, my God. During the course of this whole thing, though, Holly runs out. Mm-hmm. Because she knows that Michael is targeting her for not following through on yep. the ultimatum. Like, his whole screed about people not following through on the resolutions was mm-hmm. all about her. Oh, God, yeah. And, and she, she knew it. upset. Yeah. So now, um, <laughs> we see at the roller skating rink, <sighs> Daryl. <Dwight, laughs> well, Daryl, yeah, Daryl's on the floor outside of the rink yeah. reading his Kindle. Yeah. We see Dwight skate across the street to the Monday afternoon shift at Temptations. It should be noted, though, that the rink only has, like, a father, a daughter, a mother, a son, yeah. like a four-person family, and then, like, a dad and his daughter. There's, like, no action. Nobody's there. And, um, so Andy basically has the run of the floor, and the guy asks him, like, hey, dude, it's just you. Who do you want? God. And this is where this episode got a deduction. Yeah. Oh, God, said, yeah. Dave Matthews, deep hits only. Deep tracks only. No hits. And they play Ants Marching, I think, from the subtitles. I don't, I don't fucking care. Yeah, I no, hate Dave fuck Matthews. Dave Matthews. Guilty as charged. I yeah, literally uh, we got put that in... fuck Dave Matthews band. Yeah. You know I just realized we missed a very important part here. What? In the conference room. Creed. <gasps> we missed Creed. Okay, because this is going to come in Loom later. Yes. So in the conference room, when Michael was going off... Creed is the only name on the board that does not have a resolution. Yep. And, and he Mike, calls him out on it. Yeah, and Creed says, Creed gets like childlike here, almost like a six-year-old. He's like, yeah. I want to do a cartwheel. Like, Just nothing. one glorious yeah, cartwheel. Nothing special, but, you know, like, people would see it and they'd be like, wow. <laughs> like, he's, he's filled with wonder at this he moment. He is. And that's when Michael, like, Michael shits on him for that. Yeah. And, like, gives him crap that he hasn't gotten up and tried it. Yeah. Yep. But, uh, so anyway, bad Dave Matthews music, yeah, and Andy's that. just like, oh, I'll, I'll skeet to it, because I'm a fucking pussy. I hate Dave Matthews. I hate the, I hate Dave Matthews' band. I hate Dave Matthews' fans. I hate the music. I hate the ambient. I hate every fucking thing about it. Lights only- of you up and die. And dancing, baby, some sham day. Hashtag fuck Dave Matthews. The only good thing Dave Matthews ever did was that one Adam Sandler movie. The, just go with it. He was Nicole... He was, Nicole Kidman was in it, and he was like her husband, but he was really? deeply closeted. Oh. Yeah. That was like the only funny Dave Matthews thing I've ever seen. That's the only thing I ever liked him, because his music is trash. Yeah. If you guys like Dave Matthews, I'm not really sorry. I'm sorry that you like Dave Matthews, but I'm not sorry. Sorry, for, like, that's your, just, just We're not going to apologize man. for this opinion. Like, fuck Dave no, Matthews. Remember yeah. he dropped shit on those tours? Yep, I was just about to bring yeah, it up, Lest man. we forget. Lest we fucking forget and, the shit bomb. And I fucking hate tie-dye, too, while I'm at it. <laughs> But anyway. All right, yeah. let's get back to the episode. So, um, Michael goes and apologizes to Holly doing the E.T. thing again. She doesn't, yeah, and she won't do the E.T. Yo, voice. Yeah, she will not do it back. She's like, yeah. not right now, Michael. I'm not in the mood right now, Michael. And... Uh, Partridge in a bitch tree. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you know what, though? Michael didn't come right out and oh, no, say Michael was an asshole either. Like, I don't blame her for being upset No, because he was a dick to her and everybody knew it. Yeah. So, I mean... That's what he calls a meeting, though. Yeah. The meeting with Creed. Creed and Kevin. Creed, Kevin, yeah. Michael apologizes to all to both of them, and he says, you know, I just care very well, Holly's deeply. Holly's there, too. He has, uh, as the HR. Yeah, right? he has yes. Holly come in as the HR. So, he apologizes to Kevin and Creed, and he just says that he cares so deeply about them that them reaching their goals is important to him, and he just wanted to help them 
to get there, essentially. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> that he knows that he was wrong in what he did, yeah. and he hopes that they can still be friends. And Creed says, I'm not quite there yet, boss. <laughs> He's totally honest about And him. Kevin's like, you need to get your own life, Michael. <laughs> like, they're both just douchebags. <laughs> but then Michael's just like, I know, and I'm going to try. And that's when <laughs> Kevin just gives him this big bear hug. Yep. Come here, guys. He hugs him. He's like, I love you, Michael. Yep. So now everything goes off the fucking rails in the office. Oh, God. Kevin this puts, uh, because Ryan's fucking resolution yeah. is such a hipster, to live life like a piece of art. I, art project. An art project, yeah. sorry. But Kevin goes in with a red sharpie and says, <laughs> fart project. Yeah, he writes the F. Um, and he's like, oh, hey, Ryan, what's a fart project? <laughs> and so immediately Kevin and... Kelly Ryan and, Ryan. and Kelly are like, what the fuck, Ra- or Kevin? Like, they were just like, Kevin, what's wrong with you? So then Pam yells at Kevin. She's like, don't do that, Kevin. Why? So then well, Kelly that- calls out Pam having, like, a lot yeah. of things happen really yeah. quick here. P- Kelly calls out Pam for having a soda because it has caffeine. She's like, yeah, well, I need it today. Yeah. And then Meredith says, well, if you don't have to do it, neither do I. She's packing a <laughs> pack of cigarettes against her hand. Yeah. And then Kelly says, oh, my God, Meredith, what are you doing? I could be pregnant. Yeah. Where Ryan gets totally serious. He's like, no. No, no, no. Let, no, she's not. And then Ke- we find out Kelly's resolution was to get more attention at any cost. Like, And then like Kevin Stark goes back to the fart joke. Then he really farts he and l- his face gets... It's so serious. It's like he shit his pants. Like he was trying to force out a fart as a joke and he yeah. accidentally shat himself. And then we just see Pam down at the dumpster. Well, no, 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 no. Oh, That's oh a, yes. The, Aaron does a fucking cartwheel. Aaron wheel. out of nowhere jumps from, from behind the desk and does a cartwheel. And she's like, I did it. I did a cartwheel. And Creed just goes, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like he has Tourette's. <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> it's just like like these two minutes chaos. of madness. Yeah, it was just madness was for two minutes. It was fucking chaos and it was brilliant. Save the show. And that's when Pam is down at the dumpster and she folds the resolution board in half. She's like, basically, this is why we can't yep. have nice Lesson things. Lesson learned. Yeah. Not going to try. <laughs> so now we see Dwight skate back over to the roller skating ring. He looks fucking traumatized on his face. Did you notice yeah, that? Because yeah, you can't we, unsee that. You can't unsee Monday afternoon it's, at a strip club. It's also man. hilarious that he's wearing knee pads. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. That's like hilarious to me. And Because uh, he's wearing his business suit. Yes. They're all in their work clothes. Yes. So now Daryl skates over to the bench where Andy is. He's like, where have you been? He's like, the arcade, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's such a natural response. Yeah. Like, I've been at the arcade. Now I was reading doing my Kindle. Dance Dance Revolution, yeah, of course. Right? And, um, let's see. Da, da, da. That's when they put on the strobe Oh, yeah, light. the guy's like, hey, guys, it's just you. I can put on the strobe. They all have their roller skates off at this yeah, point. They, just they go out, out in their socks. <laughs> and, they're like, Andy's got his, like, glow-in-the-dark necklaces on, like, a fucking rave. Um, D- Dwight's, like, just Robot. looking psychotic. Yeah, and then Daryl's, like, doing pop and lock or something <laughs> like that. Like, it's just absolutely ridiculous. So we go back to the office, and... Aaron is emptying the happy and sad boxes into the trash can. He throws away two full bottles of scotch. Send them here, man. But he keeps the sponge. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> and the toy hammer, the <laughs> toy gavel, he throws away. <laughs> but, um, and that's, I mean. We got a talking head from Holly. Yeah. Where she, she, she starts showing doubt. Where she's like, you ever repeat the same phrase and it oh, stops yeah. meaning anything? Like, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Be we'll fine. be fine. We'll be fine. It's like, all right, all right. I know where this is going. And then we see her giving AJ a call and they're going to break. 
There's no such thing as a break. Yo, can she just be fucking, like, committed to the person that she's with regardless of who she works with? No. For once? No, that's the that's the downfall of the Holly character. Oh, my God. Michael should never, like, nobody should ever let her out of their fucking sight <laughs> because she's just a tramp. So, oh, wow. Okay. So what's our last scene, Bear? Um, I don't Mike know, and Creed. Oh, Michael. Okay, so Holly leaves and she gives the camera a sly glance. Mm-hmm. And, um... Michael and Creed are back up in the office, and Michael's like, all right, I'm going to be here with you the whole time if you, like, you're going to do this car wheel. I want you to succeed. <laughs> and he's like, thanks, boss. Thanks. And you're totally supported. Creed lifts his feet maybe six inches off the ground <laughs> yeah, while like, he's on his hands. And, like, twirls. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, I did it. Oh, that feels so good. It's the only thing I had to do all year. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's all he will do all year. Yep. And that's our episode, dude. So what'd you give it? I give this in a 3.8. I give it a 4.4 because of the two minutes of madness. Yes. Everything with the three guys picking up women. <laughs> and the shit with Creed and Kevin. The Kevin Broccoli thing is one of the most understatedly funny things yes. the show's done. Dude, there are actually clocks out there that are just Kevin's faces from that scene. <laughs> oh and God. on the hands are Broccoli. <laughs> it's, like, it's amazing. When he starts spitting out, it's just like... <laughs> Like, he's having, like, a fucking exorcism. It's insane. <laughs> but, like, there was so much funny in this episode, and, like, the cold open was good. The, now You're that I'm right. thinking about it, there wasn't much... Was Jim in this episode? No, time? and I do have that as a note. I said, where is Jim other than the cold open? Was he doing a movie at the time? Like, uh, maybe. Like, uh, Leatherheads or something with Clooney? I, maybe. I don't know, but... I mean, all three plot lines were great. I didn't notice John, Jim was gone until the end. Yeah, I didn't realize until just this instant, yeah. actually. <laughs> um, but it was an awesome ensemble. Again, can oh, everybody Holly stay committed to anything? <laughs> everybody came through in the clutch. Dude, it was awesome. Uh, but the Holly... It, okay. Okay, I'm, I'm changing my score uh, to a 4.0. I'm going to say about... I, I completely understated this episode. About this one. Holly is not likable. Not in and this the episode. fact that the fact that Aaron makes that abundantly clear is and like, amazing. I'm, the fact that I'm on Aaron's side is <laughs> like Holly is a female version of Michael with seemingly less depth, if that's possible. <laughs> and granted, we don't have seven years of Holly Flax to deal with. True. I understand that, but like, why do I care? Why should I care? Because all of the good points about her have only been. Through Michael's mouth. Michael. They've, well, they've yeah. only been out of Michael's mouth, the way he talks her up. We never really see her that way. We just know that she may, like when she's around, he's happy. I mean, when she of like first came and she thought that um, Kevin was mentally disabled, <laughs> she was very kind to him. She stuck up for him. She's like anybody on their first day on the new job. No, not no? many people would speak up like that. Are you kidding me? I guess. But, I've seen people. No, but not I mean the kindness, like the going in. out and like talking to people and stuff like that. Like yeah. and the awkwardness and that because she is awkward. But like Yeah, but I, she also they tried to put a raccoon in her car. I feel like we got so much more out of Michael and Jan's relationship than this one. Yeah. And this one is supposedly the one. Yeah. I feel like the Jan one, we got so much more out of that one than the... Like, this one that is... That woman is insane. <laughs> this one is so shallow compared to Michael Jan. And even kind of Michael Donna, in a way, which was only like four episodes. But I feel like we learned more... <laughs> about cheating on her husband. I feel like we learned more about her than we have like in all of this stuff with Holly. In yeah. all honesty. And that's kind of a problem, I guess, where it's like... The show is telling me that Holly and Michael belong together, but I don't necessarily buy it as a viewer. I mean, I I think that there's a lot of things that are very um, downplayed about their relationship. Like, 
their joke, like, they get their jokes. They get each other's jokes. They can joke around with each other. Mm. But, like, what single... Else is there. No, what single 40-something-year-old man do you know that loves Toy Story that isn't forced to watch it because of kids Are you saying Michael wife? Scott is a pedophile? No, what I'm saying... <laughs> no, I know. But what I'm saying is, like, Holly's like, oh, my God, AJ never saw it. Like, a normal... 40-something-year-old man with no <laughs> wife or kids. and um, well, But I mean, Michael loves it just as much as her. And yeah. even at the wedding, he says, like, about Pixar. He's oh, talking yeah, to that right, chick yeah. about Pixar. Like, you know what I mean? I do. But think that's that more about have, Michael, though. But Holly is the same way, because she's like, I can't believe he had never seen Toy well, Story. And, and that's and what blah, I'm saying, blah, blah. is that Holly is just a mirror image of Michael, except she's a female. Basically. And there, there's yeah. only so much depth to that. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, okay, she makes him happy because she reflects everything that he is back to him. Yeah. But like like I said, I think there was more depth with other stuff. But we're led yeah, to believe that this one... toxic. It doesn't matter. Stuff. At least there was more meat on the bone. Yeah. You know? That's all. That's my only complaint. Yeah. But uh, no, do you anything you want to talk about? No. I just would love to know where Jim was because his um, <laughs> resolution... Dude, do you know how hard it was to pause? Did you pause? And, oh, I what did. What was Phyllis's? It I was couldn't see it. It was like learn something because she like writes in this calligraphy. Yeah, I couldn't read it. I was I like couldn't. learn to do something with yeah. someone or something. No, Jim's was to bike more. Oh, because well, he wanted that uh, that episode when the new Pam was office. looking for the well, new it's office. It's on a bike trail, right? Yeah, I could like ride. Where the fuck are you going to bike on? I that could trail? put on my spandex and stuff. Oh. All right. Well, all right. Yeah. So that one's over. So right now I'm going to tell you guys where you can find the brother and sister rewatch podcast. Wherever you're already listening to it right now. <laughs> and uh, most any other podcatcher app out there, you can find us. Uh, you can also find us each and every Monday on the Ginny Position podcast feed, where you can find us as well as other great shows such as Freak Out Driving, Geek and Sassy, Talk and Pop, and uh, Journey Through Infinity. Mm-hmm. So good content, great people. Go listen to the Ginny Position. Subscribe today. You can also listen to us there. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Finland. Yeah, got our first vi- our first listeners in Finland. Uh, I don't know if it's from um, Helsinki or not. Helsinki seems to be the one hub there. <laughs> but I, I do want to say I'm a huge fan of Lordy. Yeah. You remember Lordy? Like 12 years ago, me and my friend saw Lordy twice in concert. What is it? Um, Hard Rock Hallelujah was yes, the big one. They Hard- won the Eurovision mm-hmm. competition. So I'm a big fan of Finland. So thank you for listening yeah, to Yeah, nobody us. around here when we used to play that going to school would really understand. No, and th- it's funny because they were kind of like rated G Guar. <laughs> where like they didn't have dicks and they didn't kill people and there wasn't yeah, blood. Yeah, they didn't fist but Paris they, Hilton on a stage. Yeah, but, but, they, but they were like monsters and Yeah, they shit. dressed up as zombies. And yeah, and they actually did a horror movie, I think, at one really? point. Oh yeah, Lordy, Mr. Lordy. I Mr. Guess Lordy. That was the lead singer. The lead Lordy. <laughs> yeah, and his like, I remember somebody asked him one time like, oh, how do you prepare for a show? And he's like, I drink Dr. Pepper and smoke a pack. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Because he had one of those voices. But, uh, yeah, so shout out to Finland. Guys, you can find the podcast on the Ginny position. You can find us on any other podcatcher app. We would greatly appreciate your listens and shares. And also, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us where, Bear? You can find us on Twitter at Brothers at Brosis Podcast. <laughs> or you can email us long-form feedback, like, for our new Finland listeners. Yeah. If you want to give us some more information on Google how Translate. Mr. Lordy is doing. <laughs> Um, you can email us at brother, eh, yeah, at just brother like, sister rewatch at gmail.com. Yes. Again, that's on Twitter at brosis podcast, or 
Via email at brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. Yes. All right. So that brings us up to speed here. And we are now at Season 7, Episode 14, The Seminar. Yes. So the cold open, Michael is waiting outside an elevator, and it opens up. And who pops up but Ricky Gervais yes. as David Brent, which yes. is, I believe, his character from the British yes. UK he's, version of The Office. Ricky Gervais is the one who wrote. The creator. Yeah, he is the creator, wrote it. But yeah, he plays basically the manager yeah. on the British version. So once again, like looking into a mirror, like we discussed, it's Michael <laughs> Scott with his UK version, and uh, they start like they hit it off. Oh like, my god! Immediately. The shit. And Michael wants Michael like likes his accent. He wants to introduce him to his British character, Reginald Poofter. <laughs> and then Ricky Gervais starts saying he has a Chinese character, and Michael's like, "I have ping," and they oh. start doing like the oh no no like the really. <laughs> Oh my god. Like, all I think of is South Park. You smelly Mongolians. Like, oh that's god. the voice they do. Yeah. And, like, they start... <laughs> then they have, like, a short philosophical take on comedy. Oh, But how yes. it's not offensive, but we're just... You because know. comedy is where the mind goes to tickle itself. That's what she said. <laughs> and, and as soon as Ricky Gervais says that, Michael just stops and hugs him. He hugs like, him. Like, I love you. Yes. You get me. And then he's just like, where do you work? Oh, Dunder Mifflin. Oh, you got any openings? <laughs> no, nah, but I'll let you know. <laughs> These guys just hit it right off. <laughs> Good cold open. It was. So the show opens with a talking head from Andy where he said he got an idea from a timeshare seminar to put on his own to gain clients. Mm -hmm. And he says that he's an awful, awful salesman. Yes. And that's when... Wait, is that... No, we're not there. Yeah. Okay. I My notes are all fucked up, everybody. I apologize. He says he's an awful <laughs> salesman. And they show Andy at his desk and he looks oh, over his yeah. shoulder at a chart. And there's like Stanley, Jim, yeah. Dwight... Uh, Phyllis, and then there's three names drawn in. It's Hikatoshi, Madge, and Glenn. No, those are the warehouse, the warehouse workers. The warehouse workers have higher sales than oh, Andy. Oh, shit. So Mike arrives now as, he's in character as a Greek man. Oh, Mykonos. Mykonos. And Aaron, of course, is all confused. Like, she almost doesn't know if it's Michael. Because he's got, like, his collar popped, no tie. She was so good last <laughs> episode. He does a talking head where he says he's the plant for the seminar, yes. Mykonos. And Andy thanks Jim for helping, but Jim sees a guy walk in for the seminar, and he immediately backs out and, like, basically runs out of the office. He does. Like, he saw a ghost. Even Pam is confused. Yeah. So Andy then does a talking head where he says he can't have this go bad, he's a terrible salesman, and that's when we see the chart with Madge Glenn and Higatoshi. Yeah. Hitatoshi. Hey, no, number one, surgeon. Number one announcer. So Jim rushes out, Dwight enters, and he asks Aaron where the marks are, oh my God. which is awesome. I love that wrestling carny terminology. <laughs> uh, so him, Stanley, and Phyllis go in to ask questions of the people in the seminar, mm -hmm. and they're not impressed, yeah. <laughs> to put it mildly. It's they're bad. So they go and they back out. They tell Andy that they're backing out. Poor Andy. Yeah, Andy's just, like, losing his shit now because he knows he's a terrible salesman. He's not really good at anything. Yeah. And this is something he's, like, taking initiative on and it's just falling apart. He even said, I'm not very good at this job, but I can't lose this job because it's the only job I've ever been good at. <laughs> so, awesome. so Michael goes back and tries to convince Holly to be his Greek wife. Yes. And that's when we get a talking head where Michael says that, you know, her and AJ broke up. Yep. So things are all looking up. Yeah. Uh, Pam finds Aaron playing Scrabble on her phone. And she's playing with Gabe. And the winner gets to pick what movie they watch. Yes. 
And Aaron does a talking head where she basically Gabe has picked nothing but horror movies, and Dude. it's not her game. And as a person who does not like horror movies as well, I'm not a horror guy. I don't watch horror movies. I avoid them at all costs. Not because I'm a scaredy cat. I, not my game. I just yeah. don't do it. Well, it's funny because she's like this bright ray of sunshine, and she's like, so far I've seen The Shining, Rosemary's Baby, and The Ring. <laughs> and she's like, but I really like the beginning of the movies when they're a happy family. <laughs> No, mind you, so my husband tells me the story of The Ring, like, I've heard it in the last 11 years almost, I've probably heard it 70 times. Really? He, so we have to remember- Is that the Sarah Michelle Gellar? Yes. We have to remember, when that came out, like, the internet really wasn't a big thing still. When did it come out? It came out, let's see, he said his friend had to drive, his friend's dad drove them to the movie. It's probably pre-social media. Early 2000s, that's what I mean. It's pre-social media. So they just, like, in the preview was just a ring. Mm -hmm. That was it on the screen. So he and his friend, his, his dad drove them to the theater. They had no idea what this movie was about. What they were getting into. I imagine Scotty, like, eating his pillow. Dude, he said that they were so terrified. Even the dad stayed up with them all night. Like, really? Like, none of them slept. See? So you have to remember, like, if you're not expecting the ring, <laughs> and you watch the ring, you're, like, mind-fucked. That's so like you when you imagine? and our brother went to see Insidious. Yo, that was terrifying. <laughs> Seeing that in the theater, and especially because our brother... He won't watch, like, Ghost Adventures after Dark. Yeah, there's no such thing as a <laughs> any show with negative energy after Dark, no. No, he does not roll that way. So, imagine me, like, and me and my husband like horror films. So, we walk into the theater, and he's like, I think your brother's behind us. And I was like, yeah, right. And I look up, and there he is with his friends. Yeah. He texted me on the way home, and he's like, hey, uh, are you coming home? Because, like, I could put Step Brothers on for us to watch. <laughs> we needed a palate cleanser to get to sleep. And you know what? I did, too. And I'm a horror fan. <laughs> So awesome. Yeah, no, so I feel Aaron here. Well, and that's when Oscar gets involved. And also, we play Words with Friends with each other. Yes, we, oh my god. The the competitive streak here with the Scrabble, I could totally identify with. And I'm the Gabe type who plays K.A. Ka. And I will win every fucking time. Not every time. No mercy. Are you kidding me? How many times have I gotten you with Ka? No, I'm just happy that you're, like... What's the word I'm looking for? Competitive. Yes. Um, we are very competitive. We right? and we're very well matched on that game. Yeah. It's very it's very much fifty fifty on who wins. There's some days where you take it away. There's some days. <laughs> there was when one I that I won by two hundred the other day. Dude, I just had all fucking. I know when vowels. you when you look down and you see O U I, it's just the worst. Dude, I look worst. like fucking McDonald's farm. E I E I O U. It's the worst. What the fuck am I supposed to do with that? I hate that game. Or a some blank days. in all vowels. I play like, like I get like four points out of that. I always have like twelve games going on. I play yes, ran- I play randos. I have other family people, <laughs> <Same>. friends. So <laughs> sorry, yeah, uh, yeah, anyway. yeah. Oscar gets involved, and like Aaron is stuck on cows, like moo and mood, like the cow yeah, mood like, and oh, milk. Why didn't you put mood? You would have gotten a triple word score. And she's like the cow mood mm-hmm. or the cow jumped over the moon. He's like, why is she stuck? Yeah, on- she's stuck on this one thing. Pam's like, what the fuck, too. <laughs> so. Andy asks Kevin to replace Jim, mm-hmm. and then he goes, what does Kevin say? He says Kevin something says, hilarious. Um, he's like, I could never replace Jim. I don't know. I mean, I would. the only way I would ever be Jim is in the movie version, where he would see his life if he never met Pam. It's <laughs> awesome. But he agrees to do it, and then he goes to Ryan. Ryan's going to fill in as well. Yep. So in the break room... 
Kevin is there with Ryan He's, and Creed, yeah. and Andy is giving them like the. Kevin's gonna be the opener. Yeah. Ryan's a small business expertise. Creed is the guest speaker extraordinaire. <laughs> yes. And Andy's the closer. So that's what they're going with. <laughs> I love how he's like, all right, put your hands in. One, two, three. And they all say something different. But Creed goes, Creed! <laughs> yeah. So he he introduces Kevin first, who's mm-hmm. in the back of the room. He starts playing Crazy Train by Ozzy Osbourne. Kevin doesn't even move until the guitar kicks in. Yep. And that, then he starts ro- running. running around the room. Like doing Giving high, high fives. fives and everybody's missing. And then he pulls out a sandwich. He's <laughs> eating a sandwich while he runs. So then he starts speaking and he's winded. He's sweating profusely on the verge of a heart attack. Yes. Total Rosdauer moment here. I love how they show the exterior of the conference room. Nobody's though. even looking. Nobody's looking, but all you hear is Crazy Train. And you yeah. see who Kevin running around. It's, it's like in Ghostbusters when Louis Tully's outside the restaurant and yeah. like the fucking monster attacks him and everybody just goes back to eating dinner that's what it's like so kevin like starts having like hyperventilating he's fucking dying essentially he collapses then he sits up against the wall still trying to do the speech andy gives him a waste basket which he immediately vomits in yeah and he just gets after vomiting he just like rushes out yeah so jim is outside kicking rocks like he's playing soccer against charles minor (laughs) uh andy introduces ryan but kelly barges in she's Mm -hmm. The business bitch. Yep. Now, do you finally understand my no. reference I still, there? I, I, you just say bitch about stuff. No, no, but every now... Like, I have dropped, like, I've never I'm heard the you, business bitch. I've never heard you say that before. Really? No. Oh, I guess you could say you're the podcasting that's other, bitch. That's our other brother, yeah. I guess, that I say that to. Say you're the podcasting I'm bitch. The, Mary J., Mary the podcast bitch. Yeah. So, she says she has a Yale professor, Scott Powell, to tell... Well, she also says that branding is important, and she has Hashtag already brand. branding herself as the diet bitch, the shopping bitch, and the etiquette bitch. Because that's all she's got is that one arrow in the quiver. Yep. Bitch. Uh, Scott Powell, Yale professor, yes. adjunct Yale professor yes. of business, to tell the 10 secrets of business. And hey, she pulls, Kelly Kapoor, she, what a delicious surprise. Oh, she pulls out her Blackberry and has on speakerphone, and that's how he answers oh. it. And she goes, you're on speakerphone. And she's like, whoa, okay. Why? Yeah. And she's, she's like... You know, just tell him the 10 secrets of business. And he starts, like, rattling off bullshit, like, know your market. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody immediately pulls out notepads. They're writing this shit down. Yep. And that's when Andy gets to talking. Andy says, that brilliant little bitch. <laughs> uh, Oscar is taking over Aaron's Scrabble game at this point. Yeah. Yep. Put the cue there. Oh, yeah. And I think I just love because Pam and Aaron are like, no, I don't know. And suddenly he's just like, put the cue there, sweetie. <laughs> yeah, he gets and all... everybody like stares at them like, what the and fuck? And Pam's just like, you know, we could talk about it. You don't have to yell. He's like, there's, there's no theater in that. Because yeah. <laughs> that's Oscar for you. If you just explained it to us, we Actually, you it. put the cue there. Yeah. So Mike and Holly are in the break room. They're working on Mykonos' backstory. Oh, God. And then they go down to practice with Hank at the coffee shop. Wait, you were totally like just going right okay, over. Okay, what do we got? What do we got? So, Holly asked Mykonos what his favorite hobbies are, and he says, practice in Olympics. <laughs> and then she asks, all right, what's your favorite movie? And he says, Greece, or as I like to call it, home. <laughs> okay, yes. I mean, that's on. That's what Mike, because Mike, oh, that, I should have mentioned that. He thinks he's Greek. Oh, that's, yeah. That's the whole thing. But he's like, you're the fifth person who told me I sound Italian. Yeah. So they go down to Hank at the coffee shop in the <laughs> vestibule, and they're both in character. She sounds like the aunt from my big fat Greek wedding. Oh my god! And oh Michael, no. Michael's just like, yes. he's like very growly, very yes. throaty. So uh, back upstairs, Andy introduces Creed, who starts off li- listing parts of the anatomy, 
Two ears, two lips, one mouth, two nostrils, two kneecaps, one penis. Like, Dude, no, no, no. Oh, you no. got the whole thing? God, name Two it. eyes, two ears, a chin, a mouth, ten fingers, two nipples, a butt, two kneecaps, a penis. And you think he's going to say, that's me, Creed Bratton. I have just described to you Loch Ness Monster and the reward for her capture, all their riches in Scotland. Why are you here? (laughs) That's when Andy just like shuts it down. Like, oh, it's time for lunch, everybody. It's fucking hilarious. Creed's mind is beautiful. It's not, even for the internet. (laughs) So Gabe goes to Aaron and tells her they already picked out a movie for tonight. And then they do it. Suspiria. What's that again? I... I've, he said, I've never forget seen all the things you remembered about horror movies. Yeah. This one will turn it on its head. Ugh. And that's when he does a talking head where he says that the only reason he thinks Kelly is doing well today is some sort of slumdog millionaire scenario <laughs> where she's picking, she's remembering stuff from her days as an orphan. Oh my God. Which is fucking hilarious. <laughs> I don't know why. Christ. So uh, a weird middle-aged man sits at Jim's desk and starts like farting around on the computer. Yeah, like do they have no like security? No boundaries at all. And Dwight like pretty much asks him like, "What are you?" And the guy runs a golf supply company, and he's looking for ways to uh, manage his growth and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's when Dwight realizes, "Yo, these guys are for real." Yeah. And he gets Stanley and Phyllis together, and they say they want back in. Yeah. They even offer to steep his Andy's tea for him. So. They're talking to Andy in the break room. That's when Daryl's like behind <coughs> behind the newspaper again, like a spy, like psst, psst. And Andy goes down, there and Daryl's just like, "Yo, man, they're jackals. Yeah, they weren't with you when you were at your lowest. Like they're just they trying left to jump you in on the lurch, and now they're trying to jump back on. They're trying to get his coattails. And that's when Andy shuts them down politely. Yeah, for him, you know, because Kevin Kelly and Creed, strangely, were there for him. <laughs> they today. believed in him. Yep. So Andy welcomes people back into the uh, conference room, including Mike and Holly in character. So Dwight tells him he's going to fuck it up, basically. <laughs> uh, we see Oscar, Pam, and Aaron. They're sitting on the couch now, and it's the last word, and Aaron's going to win. Yeah. So Pam's just like, well, Oscar, I-, I think it's only fair to let Aaron put in the last word. Yeah. And Oscar is, like, very reticent about it. He's just like... I- if you fuck it up, I will have apoplexy. Is that what he said? Apoplexy. Apoplexy. You hear me? Apoplexy. Yeah. And then she puts in a word. And then she's like, I got it. And then apoplexy. She, she puts in a word and loses. Yep. And she played ape. <laughs> <laughs> so Jim is now down in his car calling into a talk radio sports station. Oh. Talking about the Eagles, I'm assuming. <laughs> the running game of the Eagles. So Andy is making his final pitch. And Mike takes him out and tells him, he, to, under the guise of, I'll show you my Jiro recipe. Yeah. <laughs> and then he takes him outside and he's like, you have to fucking close right now. Coffee's yeah. for closers. And uh, before we go back in, Jim asks Pam if it's over. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, what is your deal? Mm-hmm. So then we go outside, talking head of Jim and Pam, where he tells the story that that guy was his best friend up until third grade. Yep. Tom, that's his name. Yep. And in third grade, they were separated into reading groups. Jim was in the blue group. Tom was in the green group. Jim was the second from the top. Yeah. And the blue group was the higher one. And yeah. Jim, Jim's mom told him that sh- he should hang out with the kids in that group because they'd be good influences. So what Jim told Tom is his mom doesn't want him to hang out with him anymore because he's too stupid. Yep. And Jim is embarrassed because I guess that destroyed their friendship and they never spoke again. Yeah, I could see that destroying a friendship. Yeah, I yeah. could see that. So Andy gets a sale from Mike and Holly in there. They 
buy into it. And then other people slowly start buying in. Yeah. And Andy succeeds. And we see in the corner, Kelly, Creed, and... Kevin, uh, they're so Kevin. proud. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah man. Uh, Jim is in the kitchen. He runs into Tom. And the guy's like, oh, this must be a front for like a really big laboratory. Because <laughs> Yo, you're so smart. bitter as fuck. Because uh, you're so smart. <laughs> and Jim's like, oh, you didn't forget... <laughs> He's like, where's your jetpack, Zuckerberg? I love that. The guy's so oh, the guy's so indignant. Oh. So, the the jetpack, though, that fucking oh. got me. Where's it, man? So, so Dwight congratulates Andy. Says, mm-hmm. hey, I was wrong. Uh, Mike and Holly, in character, now doing a talking head. It gets too real. It gets weird. Because, like, they're Michael the couple. But then Michael's like, come here, love of my life. Kiss me. Yeah, ah. It's almost as good as the day we met. Yeah, and that's when Holly's like, oh, I have work to do. I'll see you later. Yeah, and gets bye, up and Michael. Leaves. It's fun. So the last scene is Gabe coming up to Aaron. <laughs> with He has a uh, what he considers a compromise. Yes. Because she, she wanted to watch Wally. Uh, he has a horror movie that has, like, a murderous android. Yeah, <laughs> It's just like It's just like Called Wally. Hardware. And as they're talking, Andy drops off Shrek 2 for her. And she's all excited because she loved Shrek she's 1. She's like, oh my god, there's a Shrek 2? She had no idea. And that's Again, Shrek. grown people. <laughs> Pixar is huge. Pixar is massive. So what'd you give this one? I gave this one a 3.9. I gave it 4.1, same yeah. page. Because I was like, Andy wasn't annoying for mm-hmm. once. I was rooting for Andy. The ensemble, once again, was fan-fucking-tastic. Absolutely. Holly and Michael, it's a little annoying with the will-they-won't-they they at this point. Yeah, like... It- it it's set up like you could tell she wants to. She broke up with her fucking dude that yeah. she lives. And Michael's with. pushing hard. Like Michael, okay, this is yeah. gonna sound harsh because I know people love Michael Scott and people like The Office. The Michael character is really aggressive. Yes. <laughs> like I, I don't want to use the term. It's not even a real term. Rapey, but He's like sexually aggressive. Oh my god, yeah. Like yeah. and going back and like the Donna shit when he had her up against a wall and the stuff where he's like pushing it on Holly. Like he's not even being patient. Like. She just she got just out of a relationship. Her like yeah. it's really uncomfortable to yeah. watch. Like you don't want to root for a character like that. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's it He's crosses a, aggressive. It crosses a line yeah. to watch. I don't. I don't like it. And like I said, it's hard to root for a guy who's like so. Like I, I know they do it under the guise of like it's true love. Yeah. But there's no excuse to act <laughs> like that. Yeah. And it, like I mean, I guess one could say like she does shut it down. Yeah. But it's still weird. Yeah. But what did you think about the Jim story then? Again, this is season seven is great because Jim is showing his ass. I love that part about it. Yeah, Jim was kind of like I, he was a douche in this one, but he felt okay. So I'm like torn because he did feel like obviously embarrassed for he how felt he bad. acted, yeah, but not embarrassed enough to own up to it. No, and he hid the whole day. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like he didn't own up to it. Even when he saw him, he was like. Oh, you remember that? Like, <laughs> yeah, like he yeah, didn't he apologize. Didn't talk to you. He never apologized. Yeah, like he didn't talk to you from like third grade until you guys graduated high school. Yeah. Do you really think he fucking forgot about it, Jim? <laughs> it's but, like our father says, <clears throat> "You always forgive, never forget." Never forget. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Life yeah, lessons. <laughs> that's the motto we grew up with. That in uh, second place is first loser. Yeah, he was Ricky Bobby before Ricky Bobby. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, this no, was a fun Aaron, episode, though. Aaron was a moron, though, who gave me apoplexy. <laughs> Do you want to know what apoplexy is? Because I looked it. it up. You wrote it up. Unconsciousness or incapacity resulting from a cerebral hemorrhage or stroke. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. she gives it to you. I yes, can hear it on does. some of these episodes I listen to. I can hear it in your voice. Where, I hate her. Like, I look over, your one eye is twitching. <laughs> like, you're, you're ready to go down, but... I mean, her being a savage to Holly redeems her Oh, it's sometimes. awesome. And, like... She's fine when she, like, 
I think the big problem was her and Andy together are, yeah. are just bad. It's bad TV. Yeah. And when they're when they're separate, they're much more tolerable. Oh, absolutely. But when they put those two together, oh my! I'll never like that date Mike episode, the happy oh. hour one. It's one of the worst episodes I've watched because you not only do you have Michael acting like a fool and like not in a funny way, yeah. But you have these two compounding it with their anti chemistry. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but, uh, I mean, I don't have much else to discuss. No. Do you? I Although Daryl, I will say Daryl as like the voice of reason. He's like the yeah. Jiminy Cricket of the office. <laughs> I, I, li- I like that. J- Daryl's a great character on this he show. He is. He is. I mean, I really enjoyed this episode. I laughed a lot. Um, and again, Andy, even in the last episode when he was like, like he was like cooking dinners for one, and Pam was like, maybe you'll meet somebody. He's like, no, some people just don't meet people, and it's okay. <laughs> that was like the most true statement. Right? Oh it's god, like, it was so hard. It's fine. Some people just don't meet others. It's okay. <laughs> Like, he was good in these episodes. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed him. So what do we got next week? So next week we have episode 15, The Search, and episode 16, PDA. Yeah, that oh, that that one's going to be fun to talk about. Yeah. So, guys, that wraps up this week. Guys, However, girls. Yeah, g- girls, guys, ladies, gentlemen. Everything Children of all ages. Uh, if you want to find us, you can find us on Twitter at Podcast, or you can shoot us an email if you have questions, comments, concerns, suggestions, what have you, to brothersisterrewatch at gmail.com. You can find us on just about any podcatcher app out there. You can listen to us whenever you want. You can go back and listen to the old shows. A lot of good stuff on there, I promise, especially our season four stuff. And if you uh, also uh, go and subscri- subscribe to the Jenny Position Podcast, where you can find not only us, but other great shows, such as Geek and Sassy, Talk and Pop, and more, and you can thank us later for that. So, Bear, we good? We good. Dancing. All right, everybody, we'll catch you on down the road. Thanks, guys.